This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Number left and Moyskade onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield down on the opening day of the Premier League. One two wicket to Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round to Heya. 2 0 Huddersfield town. 2 0 Huddersfield town. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! yes! Welcome to Andy Takes That Chance to Warm Up. A very short and unprepared episode for you tonight. Just myself, Matt, and Brady Frost with you this episode. Uh, good evening, Brady. How are we doing? Good evening, mate. How are you? Good. This could be uh, our shortest episode yet. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, the challenge of uh, of keeping this to a a low uh, a low score. Maybe hopefully like Huddersfield at the weekend. Yeah, you sound proud about um, trying to keep this short. No, it's only when it's an episode with me. It's Give the people what they want. Exactly. I mean, I've talked more. enough rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> this is more. So let's have a look at the uh, the the broad stats of things. Huddersfield Town versus Nottingham Forest. So this is a a fixture that's been contested fifty eight times over League and Cup, with Huddersfield Town winning twenty three, drawing seventeen, uh, with eighteen Forest wins. Uh, Town won the reverse fixture earlier this season with a, a Fraser Campbell uh, side scissor kick uh, in the previous two seasonal meetings. So this is a, a small little anomaly scene. Uh, Huddersfield Town have won the game in Huddersfield with Nottingham Forest then winning the game in Nottingham. Uh, this week's memorable game goes back to 1999. Uh, Nottingham Forest won Huddersfield Town 3. I'm not going to ask you if you remember this one, Brady, because you were 
a wee twinkle. Uh, but this was a, a game. So 1999 was uh, 1998, I think, was when it was around turn of the year anyway, 98, 99, when Barry Rubery uh, came in in a, uh, a hail of uh, fireworks into, into Huddersfield. Uh, many people remember the, the FA Cup game against Wrexham where there were fireworks on the pitch and everything seemed to usher in a brand new era of, uh, of spend, spend, spend uh, to get Huddersfield Town to the Premier League. And the 99-2000 season uh, saw us bringing Steve Bruce as manager uh, and we brought in a, a raft of new players. Kenny Irons came from Tranmere. These were players that were on the up as well uh, who were doing good things at their parent club. We, we brought in Kenny Irons, we brought in uh, well, we supplemented Marcus Stewart with uh, Clyde Vineyard from Leeds. Uh, Scott Sellers, uh, Dean Gore came in that season. Chris Lachetti, Ken Moncow. Uh, some good players came in to, uh, to join some already half-decent players in the likes of uh, Jamie Vincent, Steve Jenkins, Nicole Vassan, etc. Uh, and this season really elevated us or temporarily elevated us from where we probably are now to a team that could challenge at the top. And there was probably no better game earlier in the season or no bigger indicator that Huddersfield had changed than the away game at Nottingham Forest. It was at that time, they didn't put a lot of championship or second, well, it wasn't really a championship then, but second tier games on Sky. And one Sunday afternoon, they put uh, Nottingham Forest versus Huddersfield on Sky. And not and Nottingham Forest were a big deal. There were a couple of years just outside the Prem. They've not been back since. And Huddersfield ripped them to shreds on their own pitch. And this is probably the first time I've actually seen Huddersfield go somewhere like Nottingham, uh, Nottingham Forest and just play a, you know, a bigger club off the park. Uh, and it was, it was excellent. Clyde Vineyard was excellent. Marcus Stewart up front. Um, three, one happy days, you know, Kevin Gray, I think even played that day at the back as well. It was a really good, uh, a good solid performance. And it was at that point where I think everybody watching and maybe the national media were like, Oh, Huddersfield, they're a, not a bad side this year. Uh, unfortunately, Barry Rubery got cold feet, sold Marcus Stewart, and we don't need to go over the rest of what happened after that. But for those that will remember, 1999, Nottingham Forest 1, Huddersfield Town 3, a really good day on Sky, and Clyde Vineyard scored a really top-class goal. It was a curler from the outside of the box into the top corner. It was a, a really good old day. So after uh, out with the old, in with the new, so let's have a look at the uh, the strengths and weaknesses of, of Nottingham Forest now, Brady. You what have you noticed with Nottingham Forest lately? So obviously they've had the managerial change. Chris Hewton's come in. They're on a good run. Uh, what specifically have you picked out from them? Well, because um, I, I know we we tend to do different formats, um, but they, obviously they're 15th in the league. Um, they're on 49 points. So um, kind of like they're pretty much, I hate to use that term, they're on the beach, if you like. So this is this is potentially a game I think Town could get something from. I know we've got the awful away record. Um, they've actually not scored that many goals this season. That's kind of one of the the weaknesses I've put out. They've they've only scored 34, um, which is nine less than Huddersfield have scored. Um, but was, what was quite interesting that I found is they score, they've scored 19, so pretty much, well, quite a large majority of their goals in the last 15 minutes of games, um, which is quite an interesting interesting points. So I think that's something town need to watch for. Um, it reminds me, I mean, hopefully it's not the same, but you talk about memorable games. Um, remind me of the one last season, uh, the 3-1 defeat, you know, the opposite. Not so, with, memorable, uh, yeah. not so memorable for us, but I think it's <laughs> stood out for me because um, again, similar circumstance, you know, going down to the end of the season. And uh, I remember Bakunas, didn't he come on and just like, you know, go into the back of someone and get a red light in the 94th yeah. minute? Yeah, side um, someone, didn't he? Yeah, so I think Carmen Grant scored a penalty that day. 
um, one of his many penalties. But yeah, um, obviously a lot different under under Hewton. Um, he got some flack earlier in this season, but um, I think you know fans of the champion who follow the championship will know Forest have had had issues with managers and like to pull the, the trigger trigger finger. But um, I think they could be they could be an interesting outfit next season. Uh, the thing I'd say about them as a whole really is they've got such a bloated squad they've got so many players to choose from I mean they, I think they've got something like was it 38 players on the books technically or something mad so um got a lot of quality in depth but actually um Hewton you know typical manager like has his favorites so um be a bit of an interesting really I don't, I don't know I don't know how you feel about it um I know we're not a review show but I think the second half of Bournemouth there was some positives and Bournemouth took the foot off the gas but I kind of think maybe we could get something from this uh, Look it's it's easy to play when you're 2-0 down isn't it it's, the time to play is when it's 0-0 um, so for me yeah Huddersfield were better second half against Bournemouth but you've got to start the game on the front foot not when the game's lost you know and, and pick up uh, so Huddersfield do need to to pick up but on on Forest, um, Hewton likes to go for his um, very much a, a pragmatic four two three one. Dave Hartrick likes to call Nottingham Forest Brighton B as well, so he's uh, he's because <laughs> Hewton's been there and, and taken uh, one or two players uh, from them as well. So I'm just sort of looking through there too. So the Glen Murray's one that's uh, particularly gone, and uh, and I think Forest actually paid a little bit of money from him or more than what Brighton were expecting uh, was the story. But you look through the back four, and, and it's quite a decent back four that they've got. Uh, so it's not going to be an easy one to break down. Bryce Samba is an interesting goalkeeper. He is incredibly highly rated within the championship. The Forest fans really rate him, but every time I see him, I just think he looks dreadful. Um, you know, he's never particularly great against us, and uh, hopefully that continues. Watching be man of the match now. We've got to touch wood and make sure, you know, that doesn't happen. But Bryce Samba, uh, by reputation, is a very good goalkeeper. He plays out from the back pretty well, but that obviously won't be... a a key feature he'll need under Chris Hewton. But the back four, they've got Cyrus Christie at right back. Cyrus Christie's been around for quite a while, you know, ex-Coventry uh, Derby right back. Tyler Blackett, who was uh, at Reading, uh, possibly at Reading in the uh, playoff season where we beat Yeah, I think he was, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if he was in that side. I don't. He definitely didn't start in that back three anyway at Wembley. But uh, Joe Worrell is a, an interesting player. They've got McKenna, they brought down from Aberdeen for quite a lot of money early in the season, who yeah, good um, is quite highly rated. Uh, but Joe Worrell is is one. My cousin's a Rangers fan, and uh, Joe Worrell went to Rangers on loan. It was either last season, you know, in the not-too-distant past, and he didn't do very well at Rangers, and he was pretty much adamant that this guy will never make a professional footballer, and yet he's come back at Nottingham Forest, and he's, he's proven himself to be one of the better centre-backs in this league, so... Um, Fair play to Joe Worrell. And that back four is actually really good. And the and in front of them, James Garner, who was a player that Huddersfield were interested in bringing in on loan at the start of the season, he's really picking up now. He went to Watford instead of us at the start of the season. It didn't particularly go very well for him. And he's ended up, uh, you know, having that cut short and, and going to Nottingham Forest. And he's really finding his feet there. And, and you look at a creative player like him and they've got Anthony Knockout on one wing and they've got Mighton who... Uh, is an interesting player and he causes a, a few problems in the home game uh, on one flank uh, and players like Lewis Graben up front, you know, experienced Lewis Graben uh, up there and, uh, and they've got the possibility of playing Glenn Murray as well. So uh, they've got quite a decent balance of Nottingham Forest and you look at that and especially if they're going to be pragmatic, it, it's going, they're going to be a tough side to break down and you say they don't, they don't concede a lot of goals. Uh, they don't score a lot of goals, you said, but uh, by the same sort of token, they don't really concede a lot either. So 
if Town are, are on it, you know, you, you're probably expecting a, a tight game. And there is the hope that Forrest have maybe sort of like clapped hands and gone, right, that's our job done. We're safe now. I think they've got that feeling. Um, so, yeah, there is a possibility that we could go there and if we put a performance in, take something. But we've not seen many performances from uh, Carlos Corbran's side since the turn of the year. No, we haven't. Two wins in 19, um, which is the stat that's being banded around. Uh, I'm going to, I actually picked James Garner as my key player. Um, I really like him, especially when we're linked with him. I, I agree he didn't really do it at Watford, but um, I, I don't think Look how many players they've got there at Watford. Yeah, though, ridiculous. Pretty, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, he he's good. I think he's just, he's just energetic. And uh, I think, it, to be honest, um, he was a player I would have liked to see at town. But I, I think the loan market's been a bit weird. Um, as people have kind of touched upon because of COVID. Um, hopefully, because obviously town of, you know, that's worked well for town in the past, getting some some uh, Premier League loans in. So he's the one I picked out. Um, again, there's loads of players you can pick from. You think Anthony Knockout, historically, um, it's, it's been amazing in the championship. I think he's, uh, for, obviously, from Brighton, uh, played under Hugh, and I think he's been a, a bit better for them since he's come in. But, um, yeah, like you say, so, I mean, they've spent so much money um, they've got so many players. There's quite a few you could pick out, really. Um, but Garner was the one for me. Yeah, uh, if I look through their their team, it's it's tricky, really. I, th- I think I'm going to stick with Joe Worrell because he's the defensive linchpin and the organizer at the back. And if he plays well, the the back four tend to play well for Forest. So I'll I'll say him. If he's if Joe Worrell's not playing or or they're not on it at the back, then that's where your your um your chance to uh, getting around the back comes into it. And uh, for me. He's a real sort of, you know, sort of a central figure point. Um, James Garner, you, you're quite right to pick him up. But um, Crow, I can't pronounce this, but he's uh, the man who usually plays uh, number 10 is uh, Filip Krovinovic. Uh, and he is their uh, their top assistant. Oh, oh, he's made the most key passes uh, in that team. So he averages around 1.6 a game, which um, is pretty good. You know, 25-year-old midfielder, uh, Croatian. He's... He's, he's quite decent, quite neat and tidy. And, uh, you know, he, he'll get forward and get into some decent areas and probably causes a few problems. But again, it's the mental side of Nottingham Forest. You know, can Nottingham Forest be bothered with this game? Uh, can we be bothered with this game? And, and I think that's going to be the, the real key point is where Nottingham Forest are at because you look at the players they've got, they could definitely hurt us. But it, it can sometimes work the other way as well. Now the pressure's off from relegation. They could go out there free as a bird and play some great football and, and start scoring goals. Um, you know, they're unbeaten in four. Um, but the big question is how do we how do we hurt them? They are unbeaten in four, but they've only won three of the last ten games at home. Um, so you know, they're not, you know, it's not a fortress by any stats any on the fly. This is stats what's going on. on the here. Fly. That's how we do it. I, I normally read them out, but I'm weaving them in. Um, so they definitely can be got. I think to be honest, I, I'm sure we'll come on to how we see the game going, but I think the key um to town getting something out of this game is is how Forest approach it. You know, we we've seen when teams, you know, when you think that's previously in the season, um when teams weren't on it, we could we would get a win. And I think, you know, with Brentford um recently, you know, <laughs> obviously the seven nils cloud against Norwich clouded everything a bit, but we did deserve a point against Brentford. We were good and we caught them caught them napping, you know, to score early. So yeah, we, I think the thing, if this was a home game, I'd feel a bit more confident. I think it's just because it's away, even though Forest do have a bit of a, a dodgy home record. You know, it's not... Um, Almost worries, one but... win in six months now we're coming up to, away from home. That's, 
That's it's bad. a dreadful, a dreadful, pitiful record, to be blunt. Um, yes. Town need to break that. And there's no better time now than than just to take, you know, get out there and, and, and get something and take the pressure off. And that's, uh, no. it's vastly needed. And, you know, you can say that we're due to, to go somewhere and, and perform. I think so. I mean, obviously, um, we won we won QPR away recently, though, didn't we? That's the one um, win. Yeah. That's the one win. <laughs> that's the oh. one win. The last time before that was the thirty first of October. Yeah, yeah. Away at Millwall. I think we beat Swansea first, then Millwall, didn't we? Yeah. Um I, to be honest, I look at this and I look at Blackburn and I mean Blackburn are, are like us second half of the season stinking sinking like a stone. Um, yeah, they're full Mowbray out now there. So they're Yeah. So yeah, that's I think an it, interesting one. But, but be, I'll ask you, Brady, what, how many points do you think we need to stay? I, I think we need 48. I think the, the goal difference has taken a hit because of Norwich. And it's maybe, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, four points would do us. I'm still on four points now, even though we got the point against Brentford, because that 7-0 has, has put, an, put us in a worse position than Rotherham. So for me, 48 points is probably what we need. And that's another four. So one win and one draw. And that's why I kind of look at this and, and you think this is a chance really to, you know, to, if not in a forest are in that holiday mode and they're all thinking about, you know, Dubai and, you know, what they're going to do over there, et cetera, or, or LA, then this is a chance to get into them. But do we mentally, do Huddersfield town have that mental strength to, to get in and to get in and amongst them and, and keep them out? Cause that's what I worry about. You look at the teams down at the bottom here and, I've watched Rotherham a couple of times over the last week and okay, they've not got the most talented squad, but they're scrapping and they're fighting for each other. Coventry just come up, they're scrapping, fighting for each other. Mark Robbins has, has done it before. He's done it with us. You know, it, the, the, the season he kept us up, I thought Mark Robbins did an outstanding job. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, Wickham, I'm almost happy to write yeah, them gone. both off, but Birmingham under Boyer, they've had that a little bounce to beat Stoke. That's a great result, you know, and they've got a couple of games coming up. Um, I'm looking at it and Derby under, I listened to the second tier podcast and they're both Derby fans on there. And so they're obviously, they obviously think Derby are going to go down, but I look at Derby's fixtures and I just think they're better, they're better than us in terms of they've got teams coming up, you know, who are mentally away with the fairies, if you like. And it's us and Rotherham I look at, and obviously because it's us and we are, we're Huddersfield fans. I kind of look at it through, worried glasses if you like rather than sort of pot but rose tinted ones and i i just think where are we going to get this one win from and the sooner it comes obviously the better and i can relax but i still think four points for me uh depending obviously what goes on so we're, we're recording now aren't we as rather and drawing nil nil with coventry after 65 minutes and to be honest it looks like it's going to be a bit of a draw but hmm. which wouldn't be terrible but what about you what are you what are you thinking in terms of this this running because I, I listen to obviously Dave. I speak to Dave Hartrick mm. and Chicken quite a lot uh, from the examiner. You know, we're all mates. And they're, yeah, name checking famous people, Chicken and Hat, the Chicken Trick. But when when I speak to them, Dave's really flippant. He's like, nah, I just feel fine. They're pretty much done in the home and hose. And I'm like, Dave, look at the table, mate. It's, <laughs> I'm worried. And he's like, you're fine. There's five pints off. There's no way they've got four games in a week. There's no way they're going to pull this back. And I'm like, but Dave Rotherham keep winning. I'm, I'm worried. And he's just like, it's all right. You book your holidays. You're fine. You know what I mean? But what, let's get to you, Brady. I'll shut up and you can tell him I'm worried. Can't you? I can tell I'm worried about the position. Yeah. I, to be honest, I think the issue with town, we've seen it this season and last season is the games we're expected to win. Rotherham, Wickham earlier this season. 
Um, I think of Wigan last just season. That mental side, Luton. Isn't it for me? Yeah, mentally, Huddersfield Town. I think it's I, mentally one of the weaker sides down there. Which, which I, I, I agree. I think again, we'll. I know we talk about this on the uh, main pod, but I think that's why this one would be huge. But I think for Town, I think I can see him getting another win. Um, I think it'll be like QPR. I think it'll be in. I don't. I can't see us beating Coventry. Um, just because we seem to, you know, mentally we just don't seem to have the fight. But I think they're not Forest away from home either. It's worth. They're not. Um, and again, I could maybe see that being a draw. But um, yeah, Take I think <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I think it's um, for me, it's Blackburn or Forest. It's a team that have not much to play for. Um, Blackburn could get dragged in, depending. They on could. The... I think it's I think again, it's a big next, point swing. They? Yeah, it's a big point swing. I'd say. I, I mean, the thing is, I could see. You know, there are teams below us. and I know you talked about Coventry and Derby. Um, There is a possibility Rotherham climb out of it, but that doesn't necessarily mean we go into the relegation zone. I know we've been here before with Town where things, you know, don't go away and, you know, where we thought we were safe or not. But I think you're expecting teams who have been poor like us season to all suddenly have a good run at the end. And I, I agree, this team, I look at Coventry, I look at Rotherham, they are, they have got fight in them. But... I don't think that necessarily trans, you know, transfers to like a good winning run. So, I think if we have another, I think a w- another win, and we'll be fine. To be honest with you, and uh, to be honest, I can see us getting draws. I think it's hard to see the wins, but I can see us getting draws in certain games. Like we are a little bit awkward, honest, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not. I think it. We've been terrible defensively in some respects. You know, in quite a lot of games, are giving away mistakes. But you know, Norwich aside. Um, I think Bournemouth just scored two good goals against us. I know it's poor. We gave them the opportunities, but they just had better finishes. And I think if you're playing against a team, maybe not Forest. Bournemouth had but... another three gears that could go up in as well, mate. Absolutely. But, um, oh, you know, Coventry think... have just scored. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. I think that's, I'd rather, oh, I don't know. Anyway, let's distract <laughs> no, no, ourselves. No. I think one win would do it. Coventry um, away from home. Matt, Matt, what did I say? 30 seconds ago, Coventry are crap away from home. And there you go. This is why we should record while we're doing <laughs> this. This is why I'm, um, this is why I'm a Huddersfield Town podcaster and I'm not being picked up by not the top twenty or EFL or anything like that. This is why I'm staying here. <laughs> go I think I think we could get drawn on it for ages in terms of relegation. I can see us getting another win. There's uh, a lot of a see. lot of yeah. There's a lot of if spots maybe. Isn't there? Yeah, I mean, you depends <laughs> on where you got ready as well. <laughs> I bet it will be. Um, it's like, but again, we got ready in it at the end of the season. So you know, it depends where they are. Like they yeah, they could. Away. They're seventh, aren't they? And Bournemouth are on fire. There's yeah, lots of permutations. So There's probably no the, point going too deep. Week by week, yeah, yeah, week by week. Um, in terms of key players, though, because I'll I'll keep us on track because I know you like what we keep on schedule. Um, <laughs> probably won't play now. I've picked him, but uh, I thought Aaron Rowe was good in midweek. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, yeah excellent against uh, Bournemouth. I, um, for yeah. me, Carlos has dropped two clangers in that game tactically. Mm-hmm. First one was putting Lewis O'Brien at left back in the first place. Stop yep. doing that, Carlos. Stop, stop, stop. Because it takes so much away from us in the middle. Uh, and then in the second half, he put Aaron Rowe at, at right back. Um, and Aaron Rowe, we saw the game against Bournemouth, and Aaron Rowe's not a right back. Aaron Rowe's really excelled since the turn of the turn of the uh, maybe since the last month, maybe you know since the Middlesbrough game for sure. Anyway, away from home mm, yeah. as a wide player, especially on the left, coming in onto you know he's he's. Not quite two foot. He's left footed, but he's not quite two foot. You know, he's almost two footed. He's he's good at coming inside, going outside. Leave Aaron Rowe wide. Uh, leave him as an attacking threat out wide. Let him develop. Don't move him to 
a position he's uncomfortable in, especially in mid-game against a, a Dutch international like Dan Juma, who's outstanding, you know, an outstanding footballer. Um, but yeah, Aaron Rowe, for me, excellent. Is he your key player going into this? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I just I just looked at that. Again, you can t- you can talk about Bournemouth and you know maybe just, they, yeah, they control the game. Maybe I think a bit of end product for Aaron Rowe, and he's, he's yeah, and then, then all of a sudden he's he's going to be. But I I love what I've seen from Aaron Rowe the last few months. Really. Yeah, it was his first start in six as well, and like he, he's young. I, I think we've talked a lot about the squad and the youngsters in the squad, but. To be honest, I'm kind of swinging the other way. I think they've really? not got this fear in mentality. Um, <laughs> but what impressed me about Rowe was he just, he was a bit, he was determined and he had that positivity. I yeah. look at the more, you know, again, we, we talk about Norwich a lot, but like you look at, he started more senior players in that game and like I, they just have this fear. And I think Paraly- it's, it's almost like a paralysis, club. isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. And some players have played well at, you know, Richard Keogh has taken a bit improved. of stick. Um, yeah. But Richard Keogh has been a really important player because he brings out a better Nabisar. Uh, it, we've had a more consistent... I know Nabisar still throws clangers in, doesn't he? And he still has bad games. But we've seen... Before, it was literally one good game, two bad ones, one good, he's one bad, two good. He's a few times. But well. we've, we've, since, since he's been partnered with Keogh, we've actually seen better performances out of Nabisar. And he's needed them because Keogh doesn't really have many, much legs anymore. He's about as quick as me and you. Well, probably quick as you I'm slower but he's um he's he's, he's done a good job as Keo in terms of position you know positionally and, and bringing players on um his his own player himself you can see he's he's not ready for another 12 months really is he to be honest he's, he's not really cut for this level for much longer but he's he's he's, he's made other as a squad option yeah maybe hmm. but he's there's He's definitely not been a negative signing for me, Richard Keogh. Um, I, I wouldn't definitely, I definitely wouldn't put him down as a bad signing for sure. I, I think with Keogh, um, I think it made sense. I know it's not an attractive signing, and I think he didn't start well. But I actually, there's not that much available. Really. That's, the, that's the thing. You know, the, it's it's about availability really for Richard Keogh. Yeah. I, I don't think for a minute Carlos Corbran's gone. Do you know what? Do you know who we need? We need Richard, Richard Keogh. Keogh. It's just I, it's just what and who's available. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think he's improved, quietly improved though. To be honest, and I agree. I think yeah. Saar looks better, better alongside him. Um, who have you picked for for key player then? Well, I haven't picked one because we're un- underprepared this week, so we're doing it all on the fly. Out, we're cosying it. That. This is what we say: we're cosying it. Our, our good mate Cosmala. I've had to ditch ditch a pub invite from him to do this tonight. So, um, key player for me is it. It's Huddersfield's defense which worries me at the minute. Keo doesn't worry me. Uh, Nabisar is Nabisar. It's the left. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back position, which is is still worrying me. Mm. Uh, the key player really is is who plays left back. And we'll do our team what we when we go through the, you know, the coach bit. But uh, I suspect Pippa might come back in to play left back again. And he really hasn't looked happy having to play with a with the groin injury. You know, it, you can see it affects him. I don't think it's a good idea to play pit to pay uh, play players injured. Um, yeah. That shouldn't have been the tongue twister it turned out to be, but the, we shouldn't have to do that. Um, but I don't. I, I do have one wild card option for left back, uh, who I would potentially pick, which is Critchlow. Uh, he, right. You know, he he played left back at, uh, on loan at Hartlepool, and and uh, I think it was it Woking or Worthing. I can't remember. But this is what happens when I'm unprepared. Uh, I but mean, you know, he's, that's not that wild card, is it? <laughs> no, but he's left played back. left back, but he hasn't played left back for us. So you know, it would be a left back. It would be a bit of a wild card for us because he's never played there for for our first team. But I I look at him and think, do you know what? He's solid. You know, he's he's reasonably quick. You know, he's naturally left footed, and his natural his natural instinct is to defend that left flank. He wouldn't be a bad option to chuck in there, uh, just like Roman Edmonds Green isn't a bad option for right back, even though he didn't have the greatest games against Bournemouth, but. You know he's got some credit in the bank as uh, Romani, so you know yeah. a back, those, those as a back four wouldn't be a bad option, especially if Pippa's not fully happy with playing with that injury. But my key player is Pippa because I suspect he'll play left back, and I think a lot of how you know he, he'll be up against Knockout as well. Uh, hmm. You know that that there would be a battle for um, that we need to win. Um, hmm. It's winnable because you know, again it goes back to Nottingham Forest's mindset and. Knockouts coming from Brighton on loan, and he's probably not hit, you know, hit hundred percent yet. So it's very much a winnable battle for him. He's capable of it. He's a good player, Pippa. You know, he's, he's had a good season. Um, he's never played this amount of games before in his career, which is probably why we're now seeing him break down a little bit. Um, but for me, that left back slot is the key area, uh, and whoever plays there is the key player. And I think it'll be Pippa. So I'm going for him, and uh, and hopefully he he has a good solid game. That's a good shout. Um, I think, well, you touched on Critchlow before then as well. Obviously, he got man of the match in the previous fixture. Yeah, um, he did the reverse fixture. Yeah. I still, think, I still think um, we can debate this, but I'm disappointed Jaden Brown's not played more. Uh, I know he got that red card, but I, to be honest, I, I think There's that could be Yeah, plan. we can only speculate, can't we, as to why he's mm. not playing. But Jaden Brown, initially under uh, at the start of last season when he came in, uh, we seemed a bit reluctant to put him in. We, I think we went initially with Terence Congle as the left back, which last season, which was a strange move, really, considering he's a he's more of a centre back. But it was, you know, it is what it is. And mm. uh, Jaden Brown came in and he did really well initially. I thought he he really improved. Uh, I liked what I saw of of Jaden Brown. Uh, I bigged him up quite a lot on the podcast as well. No, sir. And then then he got an injury. And then he came back and he had an absolute stinker against a big big old Reggie Blinker against uh, Barnsley away last January and he never really never really recovered to the same levels he was pre that and and it, there's little things he does there's like the silly little foul you know he came on didn't he for a couple of minutes uh the other week when we were chasing the game and he made a silly little foul out wide when he didn't need to and it's just little things like switch on you know so it doesn't seem that switched mm. on and I think it's a trust issue for Carlos I think there are definitely players there he doesn't trust uh and for me on the evidence I've seen, uh, perhaps Jaden Brown is one player that he doesn't trust to do the job. And if that's the case, then I don't know what that says about an out-of-contract player in the summer. 
they're probably it's not going to get renewed. I think it's tricky though when you come on and you try and make an impression. I think he was unfortunate. I, I, I get what you mean about silly fouls, but to be honest, I can't remember what game it was where he got. The he's also keen. I think I think that might be unfair as well because he's also keen to make an impression in the short period. So you yeah. know, I, I'm willing to give Jaden Brown. I like him as a player, but I just oh. think there's a there's obviously no. There's I agree. Tr- there seems to be a trust. trust. There's a trust thing there, and if the manager doesn't trust you, then then you're not going to play. And if you're not going to play, and your contracts due for renewal you're running a bit of a risk there of not being renewed but again he might not want to be here you know you don't know what's going on do you at the football club we can only speculate and speculate is what we do every week um so what about you what about a former player to bring back because i'm going to jump in here um i agree with you return to the mac return to the mac yeah um you said this is more chat. I see. I thought I was hosting so we're all anyway um it's just a it's just a it's a hodgepodge is this it is well. I've gone for um, uh, I'd play free when we come onto the coach, and I, I think I've gone for Connor Cody. Um, surprisingly, I've not picked someone. Gone for the England international, did you? you thought, the you know England, what? yeah. Well, I, have we not had him before? I don't think we've had him before. I think we've. Someone, if someone wants to, it can be bothered to listen back and prove. Oh, Chris Markham right. was supposed to do that spreadsheet, and he, and he left us in the lurch, didn't he? To, to get yeah, a proper job. Yeah, let's not job. blame it on Chris. Let's yeah, not blame it on Chris. Yeah, but yeah, I've got, got himself a code. proper job in with a proper football club. You know, how dare he? <laughs> <it>. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, he's I've doing got great, by the way. So you know, he is. We're, yeah, we're well, we're well proud of Chris, aren't we? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, we but might. Anyway, well. it's not the Chris Markham show. Screw Chris Markham. But yeah, I've gone Cody. Um, I think obviously he 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 plays you know free you know free at the back yeah. and he looks really good. And I think he'd you know um, he's a leader as well. And I think we need more leaders on the pitch. So I think he's a bit of an obvious one. But um, yeah, I'm surprised. I, I don't think anyone's picked him, so I was surprised. Uh, My competitive yeah. side wants to uh, come up with something better, but you know I don't think I can. So uh, I'm tempted to go Ishmael Miller just to write this one off. But <laughs> um, yeah, so it's left back for me is the area. So. I'd, I'd bring back Simon Charlton, but I think I think I've already had him um, earlier on in the season. So there's a left back I really liked for Huddersfield, and I thought he was really good. I thought he had the potential to go on and be a proper Premier League player. Um, mm. You might not remember him too much because it's um, turn of the, it's, it goes back to 1999, and I don't think he actually played in this the game at Forest. I think uh, Craig Armstrong played left back that day, but. The player I'll bring back is the left back from that season, and he was a very he was a creative left back. He had a good cross on him. He got up and down reasonably well. He wasn't you, you tough as boots kind of left back that you know a lot of people you know town fans like. You know Tom Cowan was was only five foot eight, but he was rugged. You know he was tough. He was rugged. He was great in the air. He would go through players. Uh, Jamie Vincent, who I've picked, um, went on to play for Portsmouth, and he had a reasonable career, but I don't think he ever really hit the heights he should have done. Uh, I thought it was far more talented than than what his career panned out to be. Uh, but the player I'm bringing back is is Jamie Vincent. Um, played in the, you may remember Brady. There was a chance where we get, we could get in the playoffs that 99 2000 season, and we went away to Fulham and Lee Clark destroyed us. We lost three nil. Biani Goldbeck scored this chip, which ended up in the bottom corner somehow. And uh, and uh, Jamie Vincent played that game, having had his we we had so. Injuries were so bad. Jamie Vincent ended up playing that game with his ribs stitched together so he could just play. Oh, it was, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy time. And Steve Bruce almost brought himself out of retirement to play centre-back. We had that many injuries and he was 38 and not quite as big as he is now, but he'd have probably been all right, actually, back then because he was a cracking player, Brucey. Mm. But yeah, Jamie Vincent for me, um, 
Good player. Uh, Connor Cody's a better pick, though. So even if no, even if people are picking after listening, I'd, I'd probably pick Connor Cody. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for selling it. Um, and again, we're just chatting. You know, we're just just on the fly. We're chatting. Um, what's your lineup then? If you're if you're in charge, or do you, do you, I know you like to do. I've heard better bar chat. Be honest, I'll be honest, Brady. I've heard better bar chat if, if we're just chatting. But my lineup. So this is where I do that line, isn't it, with the coach, where we take David Wagner's blue baseball cap. Mark Robbins yeah. is on TV, staring, glowering stare. I don't know how you would fix that into a present tense. Yeah, with a a very sort of tense stare at the minute, looking at the pitch. Uh, Chris Powell's flat cap, We're wearing two caps there, aren't we? See, this is what happens when I don't have it in front of me. Um, in You Are the Coach, uh, Brady, my team this week. So... Nottingham Forest, I've seen two or three systems we've played lately. Uh, part of me just thinks, Carlos, stick stick to one, please. <laughs> um, we've played uh, at home. We've gone with the 4-2-3-1 lately, which seems to morph a little bit into a 3-5-2, but it is a 4-2-3-1 with uh, the wide players quite narrow, uh, and it's, it's used really to try and suffocate the... Um, the opposition and try and cough up possession, you know, in the middle third of the pitch. Uh, what I would probably do is I, I would probably stick with that, to be honest. Uh, if Pippa's not fit, I would throw Critchlow in at left back, but I don't think, I don't think that's, that's even on Carlos Corbrand's agenda, to be honest, to even try that, especially at this stage of the season when you need points, you know, you probably don't want to be speculating. So you probably want to stick to what you know. Uh, Ryan Schofield, I think it's important to acknowledge Ryan Schofield's improvement lately as well. I think Ryan's done really well lately. Um, he's never, he's not the finished goalkeeper, finished article, if you like, by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it's, I think it's fair to say that Ryan had a tough period and he's he's come through it pretty well and he's he's back to um, to to doing quite well. So I, I keep Ryan in goal. Ryan Schofield, I don't know him. I'll call him Ryan Schofield. I don't know him to call him Ryan. Uh, I'll keep Romani Evans Green at right back. Uh, I like the high option that he offers. You know, when you look at Forest team and they've got McKenna, Worrell, Christie's, and Blackett, they're all six foot plus. You know, the, these ones, I'm not sure about Christie, but, you know, they're all relatively athletic and big. Um, and Graben and, and Murray, you know, decent aerial options there, you know, for balls into the box. So I would keep Romani Evans Green, uh, not because some anti Dehaney as I've been. Um, cast as on this podcast by you when I've not been here and uh, the chicken trick um, I would uh, I, I go with Romani I'd go I keep Richard Keogh in uh, it's a toss up really between him and Stearman uh, I think much of a muchness uh, Nabisar uh, Pippa uh, the two that I would pick in the defensive midfield are Jonathan Hogg and Alex Verko if Alex Verko's fit mm. uh, I think he offers something completely different in that double pivot Alex Vecca and his, his movement, his creativity and his passing range is really useful in there. Uh, I really hope he's fit to play. Uh, Lewis O'Brien just in front of them, not quite as a number 10, but more of as an attacking eight. Uh, up front, Fraser Campbell did not have a good game the other day, but Danny Ward looks like he's running through a tar pit at the minute. You know, he, he looks so sluggish and off it. He's, he's not fit in the slightest. So Campbell keeps the shirt. Sonogo, I think, has an injury. Uh, the wide options are tricky, but I think Sauber Thomas has done enough to start on the left. I, I like what he brings. He, when we were talking about earlier about players who uh, are frightened and, and currently paralyzed, Sauber Thomas came in against Norwich and Bournemouth and had a go. 
Uh, yeah. You know, and he really took it to them. So uh, I'd give him a start. I think he's earned it. Uh, on the right is a really tricky one. Um, I feel like Isaac and Benz has packed up his bags a little bit and he's, uh, he's, he's ready to go on holiday to Dubai with Nottingham Forest. Uh, so I would probably put, even though I don't like it, I would probably put Dwayne there for now uh, just because of the, the work rate, the tracking back uh, that Dwayne offers, you know, and he can, you know, he's not played well by any stretches, Dwayne Holmes, but he can do that functional role where he will follow his man, you know, and he'll, he'll whereas Isaac and Benzer at the minute, just, it just feels like he's, he's liable just to just go, oh, I'll, I won't bother this time. Next time I'll pick him up, you know, that kind of attitude, which, which he's been prone to before. So I'll go with Dwayne. So four, two, three, one, uh, just to clarify. Um, and, uh, you know, Schofield, uh, Roman Emmons, Green, Keogh, Slash Steam and whoever, uh, Saar, Pippa, Baeko, Hoggy. Uh, O'Brien, uh, Sauber Thomas, Dwayne Holmes, and uh, Fraser Campbell. I like it, yeah. Um, I still think with Holmes, we've just not really seen him in centre mid, um, which is where he wanted to play. Um, but I agree, he's not, he's not been good. But I do feel like, well, that's apparently where he wanted to play. So Yeah, there. it's a strange one, isn't it? Because by, by all accounts, he was, Carlos was very keen on Dwayne and very keen to see, you know, on the numbers Dwayne produced in the middle of the pitch and he's not not played him there it is a bit of a strange one, but again he's down to injuries really and, and yeah, Dwayne's trust, a victim of his own adaptability, numbers. isn't it? As well. Yeah. So I've I've changed it up a little bit. Um I've gone for three four three. Um you've criticized some of my some of the players in my selection, but to be honest, some of the I put some of these players in because uh, I'm not saying it's a last chance, but I, anyway, I'll, I'll go explain. Schofield uh, said it on the last podcast. I think he, I agree with you. He's come through this tricky spell. Spell uh, Clearly the number one. I don't think we're ever going to see Luke Wilder play <laughs> for town. Uh, Edmunds Green, Keogh and Sarah is my back three. Again, um, I think that's that's pretty the, the back three for the time being. Um, so with my four... Um, I've gone for Rowe and Thomas on either side because Thomas can play left wing back and Rowe has been asked to do yeah, that. I knew, I'd, I knew I'd forgotten somebody obvious doing that and Aaron Rowe is probably worth a shout, but I'd probably just go for Dwayne. Just going back to yeah, I'll probably just, go, just give him the nod for now, but Aaron Rowe very much on the, on the radar, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, again, that goes back to my earlier point of, you know, young players, no fear. And these, I think these two deserve deserve a start to show us what they can do. Hogan O'Brien in the middle, um, Bakuna had, a, a, you know, a, another poor game. Uh, I think, you know, bring him on the bench, same with Holmes. You've got some options if this doesn't work. So I've gone with this lineup, um, to be honest, because it can be changed and we do have players. So I've put in Benzer in as part of my three and I put Aaron's and the reason I put in Benzer in is I agree he doesn't look on it but Stephen Chicken made the good point that and Vic Hartrick it was on that podcast um, that in Benzer hasn't looked so good when he's having to cover an entire flank and I wonder if he has Rowe um, you know and he's more of a traditional winger um, maybe we might rekindle something but do have options so that's kind of more of a hope hope you can do you know put in a decent performance because again yeah, think of his set pieces um you know he offers that uh, creativity doesn't he if he gets on the ball out wide yeah definitely yeah so i've gone for that i've actually gone for i've gone for yeah so aaron's again i like aaron's uh, i think he's actually been quite good for town obviously before his injury and again more of a traditional winger feel like we need to get some wingers we're really missing karoma 
Uh, I know he's coming back, but you know, I think we have looked better when we have more traditional wingers in. And I've stuck Danny Ward in the middle. Um, again, I know <laughs> the reason I have is Sonogo. You said he's got a bit of a niggle. Yeah. Campbell, I think, is probably knackered. So I, that's why I wouldn't start him. And the reason I've gone for Ward is people who like Ward. There's no one else. <laughs> well, that's it. There's part of it. But also, I do think whenever Ward's played for town and when he's not been injured, because the lad's been injured pretty much he's all the time. He's also season, got to play to get fit as well, hasn't he? He's got to play to get fit. And also, the people who do like Ward have said how good a finisher he is when he gets the right service. And that's why I've True. gone for this in mind, because if he does have those traditional wingers, you know, give him an opportunity. I think when Ward has played for town, it's in the second team. And, you know, he's got poor, poorer supply. I saw them criticising him against Norwich. But, you know, to be honest, like, <laughs> to get any service. So that's why I put him in. And if it doesn't work, bring Campbell on. Um, you know, we we are getting more people back now. We do have options. And I think that's that's what I'd say with this lineup. And for Carlos, uh, not that he listens to this, but that's my kind of... I hope he I doesn't, think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Carlos is guilty of not changing it enough. Um, and I think, you know, obviously... We, I remember we had this conversation for the Birmingham game. We did praise him for changing it. But again, he's a new coach. It's a crazy season. I've made a lot of excuses for him. But I think it is concerning when you've won twice in 19 games that he's not changing it in game enough for me. So I've got for this lineup to uh, to switch it up. Um, so that that's why. But yeah, I don't know. I think you just got to play Warden getting fit. You know, from what people make out, he is a very good finisher. So um, let's get him up to speed and see what he can do. I mean, to be honest, we're at the point where we've got to take risks and try something different. So. I think your team's a bit more attacking. Mine's more pragmatic, isn't it? With worried about the opposition runs. And yours, is it, more, yours is a bit more attacking, isn't it? Uh, right, cool. So that, that leaves that specific section. Um, I think the last thing really to mention is to... Uh, give a nod again to to FanHub. So we've partnered up with FanHub. There's an application, uh, an application that you can download for your phone, uh, which uh, there is a bit of a queue, but FanHub are now starting to open it up a little bit to uh, to more people. And if, if people are interested, we do have tickets, golden tickets that we can provide. Uh, I don't want to keep putting them up every week just to annoy people with. So uh, let me know if you do fancy one. Um, in the league at the minute, Brady, uh, Pugwash is still streaking out in front at the minute in our in our Huddersfield Town League. The way that you get points is by consuming, um, you know, Terry Spirits on there, one of the bloggers as well. You know, he, you know, mm. you can if you read his stuff, read it through the app because you get marked points, so you get points for that. Again, you can listen to Andy takes that chance through the app, uh, you know, so and you get points for that. Read the yep. opposition, checking at the game. Uh, and the bit which, you know, we, we like to do in particular is they predict the starting lineup. So you can predict and draw your starting lineups. You can share them online uh, and you get points for that. And uh, at the minute, I've dropped to fourth. I don't know how, because I consumed loads last week and got 10 out of 11 of the starting lineup against um, Bournemouth. And I seem to have dropped a position to, to fourth. But Pugwash is first. Uh, Kindo, 92 second. Paul T has usurped me. Um the Paul the Usurper has jumped into third and then I'm fourth. Nath Hosker, fifth. Uh, chromosome D, six. So where is Brady Frost? Ooh, oh, I'm low down. You I... are sinking, my friend. I'm I, sinking I keep, down there. Um, I really yo-yo on it. But I tell you what, like, not that we, you know, obviously we partnered for it. It's good. But what I find quite useful, um, like you say, you've got 
got the articles there and stuff. Um, but you can actually look at um, the other fans. So obviously we're playing Forest. Um, so that's, I always like to try to read one or two from them because obviously you get the, the other fans' perspective. So um, it's yeah. decent. Like I'd, I'd, you know, I know we obviously partnered, uh, and I don't want to sound like I'm doing a marketing ploy, but I, it's it's worth downloading. Like, I would, it's, I would yeah, you know, it's not for every. It probably won't be for everybody, uh, which is fine. You know, it's um, at a push, probably not something I would normally go for, but it's it's quite handy as an aggregator. You know, of, of mm. getting stuff together and uh, and uh, just drawing your starting lineup on it, which is you know, it's quite handy. I'm not I'm not really into the checking in sort of stuff. I'll be honest. You know, I'm past you know sort of getting badges for you know checking in at football grounds, etc. But um, but it is there. It is it's it's all right. You know, I think it's probably aimed at maybe a little bit of a younger crowd, but you know, it's uh, it's pretty good and it's probably worth a download and a look at. You know, it's quite smart. So, anyway, enough of that. Uh, enough of the waffle. I think it's been a bit of a waffle fest as this because uh, we've not really got around to the point. But uh, that's it for uh, for this week, Hang I on. believe, Brady. Unless you've got yeah. more stuff. No, no. I mean, you've done a lot of waffling, mate. Um, we've got to go for our score prediction. Gaps. Fill in the gaps. Uh, nil, nil. Okay. So yeah, I was going to say, what do you think it's going to be a nervy one, or do you think it's just going to be? Yeah, I think Forest are going to be a bit. I don't think they're going to be mentally, completely mentally on the beach, but I think they are very close to it. But I still think they're in a uh, a position whereby they're tough to break, so tough to break down, fighting for contracts next year. The new manager wants to put his stamp on things, so I don't think they're ever going to be. Uh, I don't think they're going to be feet up by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't. Think we'll probably see a hundred percent from them either, uh, but I think it'll be enough for them to be difficult to break down. And I think Town will gladly accept um, the morsels of a uh, a goalless draw. Yeah, I, I've gone for a draw. I've gone for one-one. Uh, I think it might be a bit similar to Brentford. We might catch them early and score, uh, and then yeah, uh, we'll, no, I think they'll come back into it. But again, I'd take. I, I think you know, as long as we keep picking up points, I think I'd, I think we'd all take a point at Forest. To be honest, given how uh, dodgy our record is at the moment. So. Yeah, and for me, for on our on my metric, it would leave us needing three points from uh, five games. There which you, you know, you've got Blackburn, Coventry, yeah, Reading, and, and whatnot. We could draw four games. We could we could stay up by just shit house in nil nils till the end of the season. And do you know what? I wouldn't care less. I just, it's no. just, I won't just want this season over and over and done with. Just like this podcast episode. So there we go. So, join that so yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. Sorry for the the insane amounts of waffle this week. Uh, and we'll be back. Cosy's uh, on a Nottingham Forest preview show on Friday night, live on YouTube at nine o'clock. Mister Door on tour. Uh, me and you managed to get out of that one, Brady. Uh, and through Cosy, you know, I'm busy. Sorry, I'll get my hair cut. Hair cut for the first time. I'm so excited. So. Um, We'll, we'll call it there. Thanks for listening again. Uh, again, if you guys need any tickets or anything for Fan Hub, just shoot us a message and uh, and we'll sort these things out for you. And we will catch you for the, the main review podcast as well, which is uh, next Thursday, because we've got another midweek game, I think, Brady, haven't we? Uh, which is on Wednesday. Barnsley. Barnsley at home Wednesday. Another game, which I think we might get a point in, to be honest. So there we go. Two points for me <laughs> for the week. So uh, there we stuff. go. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back quite shortly. See you later. Oh, what a night. Late in May in 2017. Shinder scored, it was a happy dream. What a feeling, what a night. Oh, what a night. 
greatest sights in George's Square did see. What an evening, what a night. Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence, and then the commentator yelled, He takes that chance. Oh, what a night! Lost so safe and mesmerizing me. Low, low charge and flattened all Chelsea. Stamford Bridge, oh what a night Oh I, I got a funny feeling when he wore an offense And then the commentator yelled he takes a chance Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.